0: going on guys it's dk back at you with another video here to break down the nine game nba main slate on friday tgif if you guys are new to the channel welcome my name is dk i make content for daily fantasy sports prize picks which is a player prop site and for nba top chat slash nfl all day um premium content i do offer that on patreon.com for more in-depth uh dfs content if that's something that interests you the sponsor of this video as i mentioned is prize Picks, which is a player prop site a lot of different ways you can play you can mix and match sports. It's really, really fun, and you can win up to 10x your money. So, if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. That basically means you'll get a free $100 to play with on the site. All right, so. I mean, where do I even begin? right? Where? I was, it was this close to me bringing out the notebook. This close, but I have, I have to, I have to save those, right? That's like a couple of times a year slate, but I was this close. Cause there's, again, like I said, where do I start? Just so many things. I mean, why start your seven if you're going to play him five minutes, right? How about that? Why are we starting? Why? Why does he have to be 3K? Why couldn't he be like 4,500 so I didn't have to worry about it? Obviously, a 3K starting center who's a great point per minute guy, I'm thinking, okay, I don't have a good idea on what the minute's going to be, but I'm like, All right, he's at least guaranteed a shift in the first quarter and a shift in the third quarter and probably gets a shift in the second quarter. So I'm thinking minimum, minimum, you know, mid-teens, minutes, probably looking at low 20s for a fair guess, maybe on the high end, like mid to high 20s. But again, he's such a good point-per-minute guy. So start him and play five minutes. Mr. Gary Trent Jr. Wow. Wow. What a game from him tonight. Unbelievable game. He is so good. Wow. I mean, I have faded this guy three or four times this year when he's been massive chalk. When there's been, you know, one one guy out from the Raptors and he's just massive, massive chalk. And every single time it burns me, and he shoots seventy-five percent from the field, and just crushes my dreams. Forty fancy points every time, just can't miss a shot. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, I I, just, I can't I can't lose any more money fading a chalk Gary trainer. I I can't. It hurts too much. I gotta finally buy into the chalk, right? I'm gonna finally buy into the chalk, and just I, I can't keep getting burned. So sure enough, what does he do? 4 of 23 shooting. And that's not me over exaggerating either. I do do that a lot when I'm when I'm very tilted. It's actually what he shot. 4 of 23. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say this. I could have shot better than that. And I'm an awful shooter. I'm an awful shooter. I'm a good, you know, do it all guy, good finishing around the rim. I can't shoot well. I could shoot better than four of 23. Four of 23, just let that kind of, you know, just think about that, right? A sharp shooter, four of 23. Low on Bam at a bio. How about foul trouble? Thinking, okay, maybe it's Yurt 7 that gets extra run? No way. No way. Dust off Dwayne Deadman. Throw him in there. No way. We're just going to start Yurt 7 and play him two minutes. Gabriel Vincent. Gabriel Vincent. So he's just going to smash He's going to smash when Jimmy Butler's playing, right? When their highest usage player is in, he's going to smash. No Jimmy Butler? Can't hit the broad side of a barn. Tardio. Literally just out there for a workout. Tardio for Gabe Vincent. Oh, I'm not done. No way. Oh, no, we got some other stuff to, to talk about here. Cade Cunningham. Don't play him again. Back to back times, I don't play Cade after playing him for like four straight slates. Every time I did massive foul trouble tonight, no way. No, I didn't have him. No foul trouble. Absolute smash. Like a 50 bomb for Cade. I play him two fouls and four minutes every time. Every time. Trey Young. Sure, you remember what happened last week when I played him, made him a core play. Three of 17 shooting. How about another absolute smash for him? What do you finish with? 39, 13, and 3. I play him. Three of 23 shooting. Is Alvin, is Alvin, I'm just, I'm so tired of coaches this year. Is Alvin Gentry serious? Is he? How about this? How about this quote? Coach Gentry will shorten the rotation of his players Thursday after the team had travel issues flying to San Antonio. Let's take a look at what De'Aaron Fox played. Oh, 39 minutes. Yeah, shorten the rotation by 20 seconds. What are you? What are you talking about? Complete lie. Just like most coaches this year, flat-out liars. How about Darren Fox? After I make him a core play last night, no assists. No, he's score independent. I check what he has at halftime. He has 15 points and eight assists. At half, I play De'Aaron Fox. Three or was it two or three total assists the entire game? An absolute smash for De'Aaron Fox tonight. 26 9 and 6, almost a triple double. 50 fancy points. Yay, we're throwing a party for De'Aaron Fox and Coach Gentry. We love them. I'm not done. No way. How about the late game? How about when we went over a couple slates ago where I said, I needed a couple points from Austin Reeves to take down. Just a couple. He finished with two points, two fantasy points in like 25 minutes and got injured. Rolled his ankle at the end of the game, right? If you, if you remember that. Comes out of the game. That's like nine points, one assist to steal in like five minutes. I don't know he's finished. I play Talon Horton Tucker on the showdown slate. How about this? I play him on the showdown slate. He's in, right? He's probable. After the game starts, for after like we're like a quarter and a half in, no, no. He's in street clothes. He's in street clothes. Play to White Howard. Cardio first quarter. Literally a donut for a great point-per-minute guy in seven minutes in the first quarter I think that's it I think but like I said right this close it's like 20 players we had to go over and coaches unbelievable stuff ownership at high stakes courtside $1,500 entry Malachi Flynn 85% owned Um, Siakam is just, send him to the G League. I mean, really. Uh, Clint Capella, 30% owned. Boucher got 20% ownership. Yurt7, 55% owned for people that played over $1,500 tonight. Max Druss, 73%. Gabe Vincent, 41%. Winning lineup, Flynn, Monk, Martin, Horford, Capella, Murray, Barnes, Bam. Just kind of speechless, kind of speechless. All right, let's talk about this slate, guys. Indiana and Detroit. So um, we'll start with Malcolm Brogdon, at 7'6", who... Um, played uh 36 minutes in regulation so that's really really good to see right first couple games back he only played about 30 so if we're gonna go back to normal like 35 plus minutes in brogdon i think he's a little bit underpriced even at 7-6 so i do like brogdon there i think Haliburton's fine i think i lean brogdon over Halburn for the discount but both will do a ton of the ball handling and they've shown they can both get there in, in the game buddy Hield continues to play this huge minutes he played 39 minutes in regulation i think that's totally fine for, for healed um you know he's gonna play huge huge minutes um, one guy I do want to mention here that's been playing a lot recently, Jalen Smith. So he put 37 minutes off the bench last game. If we're going to continue to get over 30 minutes on Jalen Smith, I think he's a pretty solid play. Now, will we get those minutes? That I'm not sure about, but um, he's been playing well. So I would, I would think, like, why not? Why not play your young guy that you just, you know, acquired? So I think Smith is definitely viable. On the Detroit side, like I said, so here we go. Cade Cunningham in a good matchup. Just went for a 50-bomb, back-to-back games, and no foul trouble. It's looking good. I'm just telling you, if I play him, he's getting in foul trouble. If he can stay out of foul trouble, this is the ceiling, right? He has 50 fancy point ceiling. Great matchup. He does have shooting guard small forward eligibility. No idea why. He's the point guard. But that's good for people that want to play Cade because it's easier to get him in. So, yeah, I think Cade's uh, definitely in play. Obviously got to deal with the foul trouble issues. Don't know if I get to anyone else, though, on the Detroit side, to be honest. Atlanta, Washington, so Trey Young, another one, right? I've played him a couple times this year. Well, full times, just can't hit a shot. So absolute smash for him tonight. I think he's in a good matchup. I think he's definitely in play. No John Collins, he's going to have to do everything for the team. Uh, So if I play him, he will bust. Uh, If I don't, he's going to go off again. Clint Capella, pretty safe play at 6-2. Good rebounder, should play low 30s minutes. Um, Probably gets you close to double-double. So I think he's a pretty safe play there the secondary options are just that, you know, secondary plays, McDonavich, Galinari, Hunter, and Herter, probably one of those guys this is a good game. Good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be. Um, Gorgie Jang has been playing the backup five with Okongwu a little bit banged up. Assuming Okongwu is still out. Uh, Let's see, where is Jang? Yeah, Gorgie Jang's a flatman price. So uh, played 15 minutes tonight. I think like it's playable, right? Because Gorgie Jang's is not a bad form for the guy. So yeah, I think he's in consideration. Plus Washington has shown that they are going to run like a traditional center out there uh, for a majority of the game. Moving on to Washington, again, my boy Akusma, 9-4. I mean, doesn't really stand out, but I think the matchup's good. He's gone for 60 in two of the last three games, so we know the ceiling's there for him. Um, the rest of the Wizards, it gets tricky. So like KCP, Denny, uh, Neto, Kispert. Again, kind of like those Atlanta wings. They're just more secondary plays for me. Gafford started. He only played 20 minutes even though he's playing well. They closed with Thomas Bryant, so that's a little bit concerning. Plus his price went way up. So like Gafford and Bryant should split the center minutes. Both more tournament plays for me. Probably don't get to get a Rui at 3-3. I mean, I guess you can consider him if he's going to play you know, around 20 minutes, but I like Rui more when he's going to play the backup five instead of the four. So move on to Cleveland. We're about this too. Garland was on pace for like 40 minutes of the game didn't blow out. After a back injury has kept him out so many games, he's play him as many minutes as he can. Like, what is that? Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Garland was on pace for massive minutes if the game did not blow out. So if we're going to get close to 40 minutes and Garland, he's too cheap, even though Philadelphia's, you know, had a, a tougher defense. I think Garland's too cheap at 7-9. So I think he looks like a really solid play. The bigs, obviously got to deal with him beats. I'm a little worried about foul trouble for Allen. Mobley at 7-3, seal's priced about right. Love, you know the drill, right? Minutes are all over the place. If he does play like 25 plus minutes, he could smash, but he, the floor is there, right? If he's, the minutes are not there, he's not going to get there. It's just pretty simple. So um, Love's always going to play for tournaments. marketing neutral play for me. And I think that's it for the Cleveland side and the Philadelphia side. Not much that I'm liking outside of, you know, the top guys in Embiid and Harden. They're just dominating the, usia- the usage. Uh, it's a tougher spot, but I think both are in play as contrarian spin-ups. I don't think I prioritize either, but it's James Harden's and B. So they can still get there in a tough matchup. We just saw like 80 from Harden against the Knicks. So it's really those two. And that's it for me. Milwaukee and Chicago. So Giannis ended a combo. Great matchup here. I think he looks really good at the top. Um, no real blowout risk playing on the road at Chicago. So um, I think Giannis looks like one of the safer spin-ups of the board. Uh, Holiday, Milton, Portis, they all always look pretty similar. Like Holiday and Milton are priced about right. Same with Portis. It's a revenge game for Portis. Play low 30s minutes again like it's fine value wise the minutes been down on allen they've been you know dusting off some of these other veterans there's really not much milwaukee valley that i'm looking to on the chicago side kind of not much either derozan at like 10k doesn't stand out 8.8 for vooch feels about right 8k for levine i mean probably the easiest guy to get to of the three but it's not like he's super cheap either um i was doing the ball handling i mean he's playing some pretty big minutes, but. I guess he's fine. Is, there's not much in Chicago that really stands out. Orlando and Toronto, not a ton here either. Um, a little bit of a tougher spot here. Carter Jr. is now priced at 8K. I mean, he's the guy that probably plays the most of the starters. But like 8K for Carter Jr. feels about right. The minutes have been down on Anthony and Suggs with Markel Fultz playing off the bench. So hard to go to either of those guards. Franz Wagner had a good game, but that was an outlier. I think the one guy I'm interested in is Mo Bamba at 5-2. 34 minutes, so what was like low 30s or like 29 minutes from him in regulation. Um, he's a good point-per-minute guy, and if the minutes are there, the ceiling is there. So like he's always someone I'm intrigued by for GPPs. Marco Fultz, I mean, if, he, if he's going to continue to be limited to like 16 to 20 minutes, then I can't go there. If we get news that this is going to bump up, then, then I'll have some interest in Fultz. Keep an eye on that, but that's really it for Orlando. Toronto. I'm just tired of this team, too. Like, either, this team has caused me so much pain over the last week. Pascal Siakam, all these, Gary Trent. I mean, I won a tournament stacking this team, and the game blew out just a few slates ago. It's just incredible pain, this team. Um, so we have OG already confirmed out. Fad Young and Van Fleet questionable. I would say neither play since it's a back-to-back. And if that is the case, unfortunately, the Toronto guys look pretty good. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. going to get a massive usage bump if he can actually hit the broad side of a barn. Pascal Siakam going to, you know, get an assist bump. Those two look pretty good. Scotty Barnes has been great. He's been, you know, the most consistent over the last few games. Um, maybe he's the safest bet of the big three right now, and he's also the cheapest. Um, as far as the other plays go, so Malachi Flynn didn't play as much as for the previous game. He only played 27 minutes, which is a little bit concerning. But he's still really cheap to a point where, like, I'm still willing to eat that chalk. Um, as far as the bigs with, you know, Thad Young, if Thad Young's out, then like a Chua and Boucher, you would think it more minutes. It was a Chua that got the big bump. He played 28 minutes. Boucher, uh, it did get a bump too, played 27. So like those two look pretty good, assuming that Van Fleet and Thad Young both do not play. And then Ken Burch will continue to start, but the upside is just way higher on uh, Achua and, and Boucher. And then like if Van Fleet and Thad Young are both in, I don't know if there's anyone that really stands out. I mean, they're all, they'd all be more like secondary plays. Minnesota and OKC. So no Anthony Edwards. I think the main two guys look pretty good here in Cat and D'Lo. A great matchup against the Thunder, and they get a usage bump without Anthony Edwards. So yeah, like the two Minnesota main guys in D'Lo and in Carlton Towns. Expect, you know, probably low to mid-30s Mets from D'Lo and probably mid-30s from Cat. Everyone else, Patrick Beverly at 5K, would assume mid-20s Mets makes him a fair play there in the mid-range vanderbilt's questionable mcdaniels has been in foul trouble like every single game i think if mcdaniels could stay out of foul trouble he could push for 30 minutes in this game so he's a value play i'm definitely intrigued by like vanderbilt at 4-3 if he plays and plays mid-20s minutes It's a fair play as well um and i'm ready to lose some money with malik beasley this guy another guy has caused me incredible pain every time i play him he can't hit a shot either but a 7-11 shooting game in 28 minutes if if he's going to play mid-20s minutes i basically min price you got to have consideration, but I just know I'm going to play him and he's going to shoot like one of nine from the field. I, I just lock that in, right? It's just, oh. on the Thunder side, another team I just really don't like talking about, but basically all these questionable guys are once again out. Shea Gildas-Alexander at 10-3. I mean, he's going to, to do everything for the team and it's a good spot. So like I still have interested in Shea even at the price point. Baisley and Man in the mid range, Bull should play over 30 minutes. I think both are solid options as well. Um, Trey Mann is kind of score independent, but again, both and Man in play. Pogaszewski started last game. If he starts again, I think he's a pretty solid option. Not a bad point for a guy, 35, uh, fantasy points from him last couple games. And then Isaiah Roby, if he can stay out of foul trouble, I mean, he does have a ceiling. Now 50 fantasy points is definitely an outlier, but we've seen 51 and 43 from him in two of the last five games. So assuming that he starts, I think he's a solid option, uh, once again, off the bench, Probably don't get to guy kind of like Vit. I guess like Maladon is probably the bench guy to consider. You know, probably gonna play like close to 20 minutes. He's been pretty productive. Um if the game blows out, he could get, you know, extended a little bit more there. All right, a few games left, guys. Utah New Orleans. So we did get the price bump there for Mitchell at 9-3. It feels about right. I think he's still a decent option, but not doesn't look as good as he did last slate. And go bear at 8-2. Um, still feels a little bit too cheap. Like I said, a little bit of a price bump, but. For a guy that's going to play like mid-30s minutes, I think he's a pretty safe option. The rest of Utah is just, no one's ever excites me here with Conley or Bogdanovich or Clarkson. Whiteside will play the backup five, but like a 4.8K, it's too expensive for me to take a shot there. So there's really not much else. On the New Orleans side, I mean, I have some interest in the main guys as contrarian options. Like I said, Utah has not been the same defensive team as they have been in previous years. So people always, like this year, what I'm noticing is people to see Utah on the schedule and just avoid them. It's like, it's not like they've been like the Miami Heat, right? It's like this team has not been the same defense. So like McCollum, Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas all in play here for tournaments. I think Jackson Hayes at 5-2, pick he can stay out of foul trouble is a decent option in the mid-range. because he's been playing about 30 minutes, right? He's starting at the four and also playing the backup five. Uh, Devontae Graham is really, really cheap at 3-8. I mean, he's been struggling a bit of late, but I think it's, it's worth a look, right? Uh, a guy that, you know, does have some upside. Houston and Denver... So, obviously, there's a good amount of blowout risk here. But if the game stays competitive, you know why. It's going to be Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. We finally saw a good game from Wood. And, again, it was against Rudy Gobert, right? Christian Wood went off 24-9-5 and with four steals and a block. So, um, I think, you know, obviously, Jokic has some foul trouble risk. But he going not play for tournaments. And Kevin Porter Jr., I do kind of like here. Played 35 minutes in regulation. And he's just going to do a ton of the ball handling. So, I think he looks pretty good there uh, at 6K. Value-wise, if Eric Gordon and Schroeder are both out, we can look to Garrison Matthews. You're never going to be excited about playing him, but he played massive minutes. They ran based on eight-man rotation last game. So Matthews, super, super cheap. I think he's a fair value if both those guys are, in fact, out. Moving on to Denver. So Nikola Jokic, 12-6. He somehow busted against the Thunder. I mean, that was an outlier for sure. Now he gets Houston, just a great, great spot. If you have the salary, I think he looks good. Like I said, there is some blow at risk. Gordon, Barton, and Morris all look pretty similar. Boogie is a good point-per-minute guy if the game blows out. Maybe he plays a little bit more, but he's not, like, super, super cheap. I think Bones Highland's interesting off the bench at 3-6. Should play around 20 minutes. Uh, maybe a little bit more if the game does blow out. All right, final game here, the Knicks and the Suns. Kind of an ugly late-night hammer. Randall at 9-2 feels a little bit pricey. I think if I'm going to target one of the main Knicks, it's going to be RJ Barrett. Like I said, he's playing about 40 minutes a game. And he's been really, you know, stuffing the stat sheet of late. So um, I think Barrett's the one guy I would look to. I don't think he gets much ownership against the Suns, but I think he's a decent contrarian play. Evan Fournier, this is the Evan Fournier I know and love. One of eight shooting, nine fancy points, but more often than not, he's going to play over 30 minutes and does have upside of being knocked down of shots, right? You're going to see the big Fournier game, like once every 10 games is to go for 40. I hate those games. Even if you play Fournier, no one likes the Evan Fournier game. No one. You Even if you have Evan Fournier and he goes off, you don't like it. Like no, I said, no one likes when Evan Fournier does well. No one. Um, Alec Burks at 5'3". I mean, it's Alec Burks. He's going to start at the point, probably play low 30s minutes. He's been disappointing of late. I do think Mitchell Robinson is a pretty sneaky tournament play. I think box score watchers might avoid, avoid him. Massive foul trouble here. Fouled out in 17 minutes. Massive foul trouble here. Massive foul trouble here. He's a guy that does have a ceiling, right? If you don't have to go back too far. 51 here. 58 here, 45 here. So if he can stay out of foul trouble and play close to 30 minutes, I think Robinson's a, a sneaky tournament to play. And then Emmanuel quickly in play as well off the bench for GBPs. 26 and 20 minutes over the last couple games is kind of good to see. So um, I think that does make him uh, playable. And finally, the Phoenix Suns, who, of course, blew out the, the Blazers. Everyone that I played yesterday was in a blowout. Every single person. Um, but yeah, I think these guys, if the game can stay competitive, like the main guys look pretty good. So DeAndre 8 and 7k should play low 30s minutes. Looks pretty solid. The wings and bridges, Cam Johnson and Crowder. I think Cam Johnson, once again, looks the best. Even if he comes off the bench, he's going to be that scoring punch off the bench. So Cam Johnson, my favorite, but yeah, bridges and Crowder both play well, as well. Uh, campaign. So again, it was probably on pace for like mid to high twenties minutes that the game would to stay competitive. We know he's going to be very productive without both the the main Suns guards in the court. And keep an eye on the news. If there's, like, no limitation on campaign, I think he looks phenomenal. Landry Shamit started last game, but, like, he's a very uh, low-usage guy. I mean, I guess you can consider him because he's so cheap. And then last guy I'll mention here is JaVale McGee, who you know, right? Great point-per-minute guy. And if if something happens to Aiden or some foul trouble, he can break the slate. So always someone I consider in tournaments because of how good of a point-per-minute guy he is yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. So let's hope tomorrow's slate goes way better than tonight. Because like I said, tonight is just incredible pain. Uh, but yeah, if you guys do enjoy, uh, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, I think we're at 11.2 thousand subscribers and hit the notification bell just so you know when I upload and do go live. But thanks again, guys. Really appreciate uh, everyone uh, coming in and checking out the video as always. And I will see you in the next one.